You're tuned in to Episode 4 of the Minor Touches and Major Gifts podcast for nonprofits, where today we talk about the four stories to tell before the end of the year. to the Minor Touches and Major Gifts podcast, where small nonprofit leaders get the strategies and encouragement they need to see their mission fully funded. We are proud nonprofit leaders, and we refuse to leave the world as it is. Nope, we dream of it as it could be. We're kicking history in its sides, and we're having fun. We believe that enough minor touches done with excellence results in major gifts for our mission. For the next few minutes, we hoist our sails in a voyage away from mediocrity, and just as fast as the wind will move us, we're racing toward excellence and seeing our mission fully funded. I'm your host, David Oakes. Welcome to the show. Welcome to episode four. It's my honor to serve you again today. We're talking about the four stories your nonprofit needs to be telling before the end of the year fundraising time. But before we get started, I want to encourage you to be a part of the Minor Touches and Major Gifts 100th iTunes Review Contest. We're on a race to see how quickly, as a new show, we can get 100 reviews on the Apple Podcast app. When you leave a review for this podcast, you will leave earned the opportunity to win a $5,000 website overhaul package from my company, World Stage Development. Here's how you win. When you leave your review for the show, put a screenshot of your review on my Instagram, or on Instagram, rather, with the hashtag minor touches and major gifts, and make a prediction for what week of the podcast will reach our 100th review on the Apple Podcast app. And if you guess the exact week that that happens, you're eligible to win this $5,000 website overhaul package from World Stage Development. Now, the earlier you check in, I'm going to wait the earlier um, submissions so that it it pays to enter work early. I'm not going to go over that again, but if you enter early, I'm going to give you a submission for every week up until the time that happens. And the first 10 people to review the podcast get a free gift from me, either asking to win or a free book by Kathy Parker, a friend of mine who has an amazing story and wrote the Hollywood is doing a movie based on her story now. I want to give that to you. So you got to uh, just get in touch with me and tell me where to send it to. Now, yay to Jason Moore, 1992. He gave us our first review on the Apple podcast platform. Jason Moore, 1992, five stars. David is a man committed to his mission of helping nonprofits. Highly recommend following him. Jason, thank you, dude. You are number one. Thank you for doing that. It means so much. You want to if if this podcast is actually helping you, you could help me by helping me reach more people, by helping more people, by giving me a, a good review, five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. Okay? Now, for today, four stories to tell before the end of the year. For a few years in a row now, my clients have told these stories 
before their end-of-the-year appeals. We made sure that we maximized telling these four stories. And trust me when I tell you, the results at the end of the year have been financially fabulous. (laughs) Each of these uh, of my clients have seen six-digit income donations from people who had never given to their ministry before because we maximized these stories. All right, here's a truth that as a nonprofit leader, you should understand in order to take advantage of. Here is my first powerful point on today's show. Stories are the currency nonprofits use to pay back donors for their investment. Before there were any books, there were stories. Storytelling pervades the entire fabric of human societies and cultures. Facts can inform, but stories inspire. The value of storytelling transcends language. The value of storytelling transcends culture. Telling stories is an indispensable part of the human experience. There are few pursuits in personal growth for a leader that have as much power to change lives as pursuing the skill of storytelling. Nothing has the power to propel the urgency of your mission more than telling the right stories at the right time. Nothing has the potential to give clear guidance and make sense of chaos in convoluted times more than the right story at the right time. Great leaders work hard to understand and harness the power of storytelling. History's greatest revolutionary, Jesus of Nazareth, he used stories when he spoke to people. In fact, one verse in telling his life story says he didn't approach the people without always telling and using stories. And if you'll look, you'll even find that he explained the power of these stories to create readiness and nudge people toward the ability to see. Wow. Nothing inspires action for the greater good more than telling stories. Nothing inspires donors to give more than the stories you tell of the lives impacted because of your mission. Now, here's a problem. We don't tell the right stories. We tell stories about ourselves. We tell stories about our staff. We tell stories about our buildings, our classes, our degrees, our equipment. Ah, Ad nauseum. We tell stories, but we're telling the wrong stories. There are four stories that your nonprofit should be maximizing, should be working to become experts in telling. These four stories will help your nonprofit to stop bragging on itself. Be honest, we really are not drawn toward people or organizations who brag on themselves. Telling these four stories will help your organization to Uh, get its story told through others. The world's wisest man in Proverbs said, don't brag on yourself. 
And then he gives this one little tidbit that nonprofit leaders lead, need to learn. Let others praise you. And that's the key. You say, well, David, if we don't talk about ourselves, how will people know what we do? There's the key right there from Solomon in the book of Proverbs. Let others do the talking for you. These four stories will help you stop killing enthusiasm by talking about statistics. Listen, numbers have never inspired people. Numbers do not inspire. And nonprofit leaders tend to think the larger I tell my numbers, the larger I tell this massive need, the more it'll inspire donors. It works the opposite. It takes inspiration from donors. Mother Teresa said, if I look at the masses, if I look at the huge numbers, I'll never act. But she said, if I look at the one, if I just get one story, I will. Telling these stories will help you stop trying to educate donors on what you do and how you do it. Listen, it's not that what you do is unimportant, but what you do compared to what you produce, there's a huge difference. So instead of talking about your processes, here's what we do. Here's what I want to encourage you to do with these four stories. Begin to talk about outcomes. What do your processes produce? All right, you're ready. Here we go. Story number one that your nonprofit needs to tell, especially before the most lucrative time of the year, which is the end of the year. This is the constituent story, the constituent. This is the story of the person whose life hasn't been impacted because your organization exists with a mission. This is a story about someone whose life has been radically impacted by your mission. This is their story about how your organization came into their lives and their lives were changed. This is their story, not yours. This is their story about how their life was told, was changed rather, told as if the donor was responsible. Wow, there is a a way to tell this story. It's his story, her story, and then told in such a way as if the donor is the one that made it, made it happen. Nothing ignites donors' desire to help and support and give money like crazy to your cause more than constituent stories. This is not a story about what you do. This is a story about what you have produced. Wow, that's a big difference, okay? Story number one, the constituent story. Story number two, the donor story. Wow, this is a story about someone who came in contact with your organization's mission and was motivated to give. Now, it's important to remember Donors don't give to you, they give to their values. You thought donors were given to you. They have a value, and when they give to you, they're giving to that value. So this story explores, it digs into and understands and tells why. What is the value that they initially gave to when they came in contact with you and your mission and 
why do they continue to give? It tells about their involvement with your organization. This story describes the values that that person holds dear and how your nonprofit, how your organization expresses those values. Okay, we've got story number one, the constituent story. Story number two, the donor story. And then story number three, the volunteer story. This is a story about someone who volunteers for your organization. This is a story about how they initially got started and what motivated them to volunteer to serve and how they serve and what they do as they serve and the feelings of goodness that they're filled with as they give their time to your organization. This, the volunteer story is a story about the values they hold dear and how volunteering with you allows them to express those values through service. Wow, powerful is the volunteer story. So we got story number one, constituent, story two, the donor, story three, the volunteer, and story four, the legacy story. This is the story about one of your donors who gave and impacted your mission even after they had passed away. These are people who leave you a gift in their estate or some memorial on their passing. Wow, this is someone, even if you've never received a a gift from someone's estate, maybe when they died, they just, in lieu of flowers, gave gifts to your organization. Uh, Just did a newsletter for one of my clients, and one of the stories in this latest newsletter is from, it's based on a, a donor who had given all for decades, and at his funeral, the family said, instead of sending flowers, dad would rather you send money to this particular organization. That organization reaped the benefit of all these new opportunities, new donors who gave to them for the first time, gave them the opportunity. Not only did they get the money, but they got to introduce them to what they were doing and say, hey, your friend loved what we were doing and we would love to invite you in. So that's the legacy story. Very, very powerful. All of these stories give what we call and is known in sociology and psychology as social proof. It just lets other people know what people like me do. Social proof moves people to give. So these four stories should be told liberally well before your end-of-year fundraising appeals. You see, these stories are a way of saying thank you. Stories, remember we said at the top of the podcast, stories are the currency that nonprofits collect in order to pay their donors. So you want to become experts in collecting these stories because they are the currency that you're going to go back to your donor and just pay them back. Wow. These stories prime the pump for your end of year appeals. And when these stories have not been told generously, 
Fundraising will not be maximized. The pump will not be primed. And when you give an appeal, when you give folks the opportunity to support your mission financially at the end of the year, it'll just not be what it could be. So before the end of the year, push for money. At the end of the year, we started last week talking about how the end of the year is the single greatest most lucrative opportunity for nonprofits to raise money. There will be a lot of money on the table at year's end. You'll want to make sure you've told these stories generously and liberally long before you reach the end of November and December. We're going to ask. So we, while we're before we've asked, we want to make sure that we have primed the pump well with these stories in our print newsletters and blog posts and social media posts and email blast we want to make sure we have told and retold these stories nonprofit leaders need to understand the power of these stories Andy Goodman has a book, Storytelling as a Best Practice. I have it. I've studied that book. He says that 20 years ago, I started seeing a disturbing trend among organizations that were dedicated to making the world a better place. Didn't matter how large or small they were, what issues they were focused on. And then he says, they are uniformly bad at telling these stories. Oh my God, that hurts They're uniformly bad at telling their own stories. Wow. Stop talking to your donors about what your staff is doing. Begin to tell them stories about the impact your staff brought to some person that you serve. Stop telling your donors what you're doing. Tell them stories of lives being changed because of what you're doing. Stop telling donors statistics about how many lives you're impacting. And instead, take one person, two persons, three person. I'm telling you four today, and tell their story. One of the first things I get my clients to do is to start collecting and telling these stories about impact. You do it well, and trust me when I tell you, the money the dollars roll in. So think about your next appeal next po- next week on the podcast. If I don't change my mind, we're going to talk about how to use story in an appeal. Will it tell stories or it, will it tell statistics? What about your next presentation? The next time you're in front of a group of people, are, is your presentation going to be filled with life-changing stories that your organization has brought to the people it serves? What about your website landing page? Does it bring your potential donor into the power of a story? What about the About Us page on your website? Is it all about your degrees and your accomplishment? Or does it harness the power of a story that pulls people in? How about your next staff meeting? Have you already planned? Never go to a staff meeting without having done the hard work of making sure You have some great stories to tell. I'm challenging you today as a nonprofit leader. How are you maximizing the power of story? Raising more money. Write this down. Great quote. Raising more money means telling more 
and better stories. The better you become at turning your statistics and your processes into stories, the more the world will listen. Wow, that's it for today. I have given you a lot. So to help you just to see the power of story and action, I've, I'm going to give you one of my clients' newsletters from last year. It's a free download, and it's a story-based newsletter. This particular uh, newsletter that you'll download raised this organization tens of thousands of dollars. They never expected that. They ended the year way over their need, way over even their expectation. So look in the show notes here of the podcast and uh, leave the download link. You can get, you can download this newsletter and then listen to this podcast or take your notes and look and see. You'll see the constituent story. You'll see the donor story. I think this newsletter, actually, we did the uh, volunteer story, put his picture on the front page because it was so powerful how this man's life was changed because of their mission. And he is just one of their greatest volunteers. So, Get look in the show notes and click on that link and get a free download and then just look at this newsletter and then begin to dream. You can do it. If you see this newsletter, you'll say, well, David, this is pretty simple. Yes, it is. How can you just switch out their story, put your story, put a donor, put a, a volunteer, get a, get these stories, find someone whose life has been changed. And in your next newsletter, I don't, it didn't have to look as nice as this one. If you typed it out on a Word document, just type a story about someone who's, four people whose lives have been changed. And then this Tuesday, October the 6th at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m., I'm offering you a free webinar. I'm not even trying to sell you anything on this, how to maximize your year-end fundraising. And I'm doing it uh, October 6th, which is Tuesday, 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. I'm totally offering this just to help you get on the path to having a plan so that you can maximize your fundraising here at the end of the year. I'm going to talk about the four types of donors who should receive the bulk of your attention, energy, and focus, how to easily create your year-end calendar to get best results, how to share your story so others will want to follow and give to you. And then we'll just talk about why, what makes the end of the year so great. And when you see that, you will, I don't know how, if you're on fire for your mission, you cannot sit down, make a plan, and get started. So space is limited. I don't have the resources to offer large online events for free. So I'm not selling you anything. I, I promise you, you'll see. Sign up today for either the 2 o'clock or the 7 o'clock class. Okay, what do you think about that? So this is a free seminar where I give away the insights I've learned. All right, there's the end with the end of our podcast number four. How amazing is that? If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you really want to help me out, you can do two things. On iTunes, give us a five-star review and then leave a written review. All right, there we go. That's it. Until next time, this is David Oaks saying to always remember 
We are proud nonprofit leaders on a mission to create a changed world. It's all coming together. It's all breaking our way. And because the world is a better place when we're at our best, excellence is our passionate pursuit. We're not begging. We're not pleading. We're inviting humanity to partner with Providence to see injustice become justice, to see wrongs become righted, and to leave this world we found in a better place. So until next time, this is David Oakes saying so long.